It's Monday for all things apostolic, and this thing for today is packed with interesting information. Stay with me. Welcome to All Things Apostolic on Monday. I love Mondays. A lot of people aren't high on Mondays, but I love Mondays. And we are glad that you're with us on this great Monday morning, February the 19th, 2024. Um, you know, a lot of people don't like Monday because they're, they're going to work on Monday. But uh, uh, pretty much we work every day anyway. So, uh, you know, it <clears throat> doesn't make a lot of difference. Uh, however, on Monday, one of the things I like about Monday is after Sunday, for which all my life from early teens has been by far the main day of the week, Sunday is. And um, <clears throat> uh, to us, Sunday is a great day. It's a day for gathering with God's people. Um, it's uh, what I call the congregation day in the Old Testament. When you read about the nation of Israel, it may say, the people of Israel, the people of God, uh, 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 Israel, just the word by itself. But sometimes it says the congregation uh, of the people. And uh, that means when they were gathered, it means that it, it, they were at the, they weren't just the people in general, but they were the gathered people in front of the tabernacle and around the tabernacle. So, uh, so Sunday is the gathering of the people. And, uh, of course, I love the worship on Sunday. It's a time when we worship God, not just individually. Now, we worship God all week, night and day. We are thankful and grateful to God. But uh, it's the day that we're worshiping God collectively. And um, so we, we try to give that, that whole day to God and to thanksgiving and to rest from the other kinds of work during the week because working for God is actually a rest. And so um, uh, collectively, there is just nothing like Sunday. Uh, it, it's what we call a planting and harvesting day. And uh, it's a preaching and teaching day. And it's a meeting new people day. And so uh, it's great. Then on Monday, you are... Um, you are the what has been harvested. You're you're contacting them, and you're uh, thinking back on the effectiveness of the Sunday, and what could I have done to make it better. And so we had a great Sunday yesterday, a, a great move of the Spirit of the Lord. Uh, we had two new people baptized. We had uh, at least one receive the Holy Ghost, and uh, it was a day in which there was a lot of people really blessed. Uh, <clears throat> our pastor, Pastor Young, had been in Roatan all week, and um, he got back on Sunday. And so what happened is the reason he was in Roatan is Brother Stephen Jones, who has been missionary to Roatan for the last number of years, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years, um, uh, just took a church in Sand Springs, Oklahoma, pastored for 40 years by Pastor Daniel Schweitzer, who did a great work there. Brother and Sister Schweitzer been there uh, and uh, and cut that work out from nothing. They started that from nothing, uh, went through like 10 different 
temporary locations. Finally, they have built a tremendous church. It's got a great uh, uh, family center. It's got uh, Sunday school rooms. It's got parking. It's got all. It's 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 just kept up right. I mean, to the top of the T. And uh, speaking of T, I've got some here because my voice was a little bit rough. Now that's one of the things about Monday that's not always good, is your voice is a little rough. And uh, I got this at a place called Jill's Apothecary. This tea, um, and uh, and it, it kind of soothes your throat a little bit. Ah, uh, I don't know what all she's got in it. I hope it's all legal stuff. I'm sure it is. So, anyway, um, uh, the church in Sand Springs is all paid for, and uh, we were there last week. I told you about it. So. Um, then after the meeting last week, we had the installation service there. Uh, Pastor, and now Pastor Stephen Jones, uh, had to go back to Roatan, and a group went with them, three or four guys, and they were there for uh, the whole week almost, uh, doing the paperwork on transitioning who can sign papers and so forth um, on the church and also hospital property. There's a church. Uh, the church is <clears throat> among the top five nicest buildings on the island. They just built a new uh, Kempton Hotel, which maybe that's nicer, but if it is, it's not much nicer. So it's one of the top buildings on the island. It has three different apartments in it. It is three-story. It has a beautiful sanctuary. Uh, they broke the record there Wednesday night for the largest crowd in the church ever. So it's growing. It's now under the leadership of Brother Chad and Sister Sammy uh, Scott, and they are doing uh, just an incredible job getting a hold of things. Then right across the little street there, uh, there is a property that the church has purchased, and uh, because of a lot of people helping to to get this off the ground, and um, and uh, the church is building, led by Brother Stephen Jones, a a hospital. There's no hospital on the island. There's a couple little clinics, but there's no hospital on the island. If somebody has a like a life threatening disease, they have to go to the mainland. They're poor to get to the mainland is a deal, and then to get back home and so forth. And so people just don't have health facilities. So. Uh, he's building this hospital. There's room for doctors to come and stay and live on the top floor of the hospital. The hospital has like, uh, I think, I think five, if I'm not mistaken, uh, patient rooms. Uh, it has a, a nice area, restrooms, a big shower. It's got a reception area. Uh, it's got office area. It's got a break area for the people that live there where they can take a little break. It's um, just incredible, and um, <clears throat> it's all framed out. The outside is covered, and the inside they are working on. So Brother Jones is going to continue to take responsibility for the completion of that and uh, and the opening of that. And uh, meanwhile, the church has the number one coffee shop on the island, uh, and the, the mayor of the island, the island has a mayor, but the mayor is like the governor. I mean, he's like, he has almost unlimited authority. Uh, these people come there to the coffee shop for their coffee. It's that nice. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. I've been there. It's great. It's, it's called uh, Cafe 314. Uh, from the, that was a number on the taxi 
a long story where Brother Young was there and, and Johnny King and I, and uh, Johnny King and Brother Young got up early to go get coffee one morning. Of course, the church wasn't there then. It was This was early on when we first went on the island. And he got to witnessing to the cab driver. The cab driver ended up, a long story, he and his wife took Bible studies for uh, a year or so. And uh, they both got the Holy Ghost and they had like five children. Um, and uh, the, the story gets better. Uh, they are still in the church. That was probably 10 years ago. And they're still in the church and their children are in the church. And two of their children, the, one of them's a, a, a great musician uh, and a blessing to the church. The other one is like the assistant pastor to the church. And they are tremendously sharp people. And uh, the family's still in the church. So it's, anyway, it's a great story. So they named the cafe after 314. Cafe 314, that was the number of the taxi that this good brother uh, drove. So anyway, uh, kind of got off there, but it's an interesting story. And, um, and then it's the, the church has rooms on the back for education and so forth. Well, here's an interesting part to that now that I'm off on this segue. An interesting part is, is that this piece of property is the very first piece of property that... Uh, Brother Young and Brother King and I looked at the very first piece of property. Uh, and uh, we made an offer on it, and the guy did not accept the offer. And uh, we, couldn't, we couldn't do any better at the time. And so we just skipped over it. We were looking for a training center for Hope Corps. We found another piece of property for the training center, bought it, and this got the training center built with the help of a whole lot of churches and a whole lot of people. It's paid for and uh, it's, a great, it's a great place. Um, the road to it was terrible. And now a uh, pastor texted me while he was over there and said they have halfway to the training center completely paved and about another quarter or so that one side of it's paved, which there is like, like angelic. <laughs> and the rest of it is perfectly smooth, which before it was like driving on a washboard. And... Um, it's perfectly smooth, indicating that they intend to take it right on in and pave it all the way. Well, what does this do for the property? What's this do for the value of the property? And and they're building out there some some big things. So, so um, it's it's just a, I mean the blessings of God uh, on the initial work is overflowing. Meanwhile, anyway, <clears throat> uh, uh, later after the Hope Corps Center was built under the leader of Brother Jones. They purchased the property that we had first looked at. I don't think he even knew it's the first property we looked at on the island, but he uh, was able to purchase that, build the church, build the coffee shop, build the apartments, build the Sunday school rooms, the whole thing. Well, this property on the back of it is the beach, and it's beautiful beach. It's not rough. It's, it's sand. It's, it's, it's like a beach you would love to go to. Um, and um, the island is washing down. It's actually mountains in the middle of it, sloping down on each side to the ocean on both sides. And it's the, it, the silt it gets heavy rains, and the silt is running into the ocean. So from the time that the purchase of the property until now, that beach had probably grown by another 50, 60, 70 feet out, and it was high, considerably above the water, and then it, it's a new beach out there. 
Uh, well, in the meantime, because, because we didn't build anything on it, the city decided they would just take it. It's a little bit different over there than it is here. You don't just take land over there, even if you're the government, unless you go through a whole big process to do that. They didn't go through any process. <laughs> they just took it. And they built a, a beautiful school back there, a big school building. I don't know how big it is. I'd say it's 30 or 40 by 50, uh, maybe. I mean, it's a, it's a good-sized building. And they uh, got a beautiful fence around it. It's, it's landscaped. It, it, it's great. And then right behind it is the beach. And uh, so they did that several years ago. Well, you know, Brother Jones kept a good attitude, stayed sweet, and didn't get in a big fight with them. And we just said, you know, whatever, God will have to help us. So this week, they set up a meeting. It's today, by the way. My understanding is they are meeting today. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was two days ago. But anyway, it's right here in this time period. And... Um, they said, we're going to give the property back to you and we're going to give the building to you. And, and all of the finishing, all, I mean, I don't know how much it cost, but it wasn't cheap. And so now it looks like we've got the whole property back. We've got a beautiful school building on it for, uh, for the academy, K-12, or for Wilson University, uh, for college classes, for whatever we need to do for local church training. All of those. Anyway, so that's where he's been, taking care of all that business. And the taxes were a little behind on the training center because it, there's, there's just none of us lived there to keep up with it. Got all the taxes paid up. It wasn't a lot of money, but we got it paid up to date, got everything else taken care of. A lawyer was there to meet them and, and, uh, and some other people, a woman in the church who's got contacts everywhere and is kind of a leader on the island was a great help. And uh, this, I can't remember her name, sister, whatever. Anyway, she was a great help and has been in the past also. So um, uh, so anyway, good things are happening and that's where Pastor has been. And um, uh, when we look at that and we see what is taking place, it's, it's pretty amazing. That's just part of it. All this started with Hope Corps. And Hope Corps started with... Um, Hope Corps was originally uh, something that I felt like God put on my heart. And uh, Gordon Mallory, one of the greatest missionaries to the Philippines, one of the greatest missionaries uh, in the apostolic movement in the 20th century. And uh, he's still living, still preaching, still going, but was a missionary in the late uh, 1900s, 1980 to year 1995, somewhere in there, I don't know, but he was a tremendous missionary. Thousands and thousands of people received the Holy Ghost under his ministry. So we were working together, and he uh, and I said, you know, Brother Meyer, we, we need to develop this. We called it um, Apostolic something. And um, so we took it to uh, Brother Haney, who was the general superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church, we presented it to him and said, look, this would work, and it needs to be like taught in Sunday school. Kids need to be prepared to go to Hope Corps and in, and in youth and in our everywhere, and to parents to understand what Hope Corps is, except at that time we called it, it ended up in the United Pentecost Church being called Apostolic Youth Corps, which it still is to this day. There is Apostolic Youth Corps in the UPC. 
Uh, but this is where it all started. And Brother Haney appointed a committee with the leaders of each division of or department of the United Pentecostal Church, youth, uh, home, foreign, uh, Sunday school, uh, I don't know, whoever. And <clears throat> and uh, that committee was, was to push it forward. Uh, well, it got kind of caught up in the cross currents of uh, the political situation and the apostolic movement. And um, uh, it, it became kind of muted. It, it, it was kind of a threat to some other programs always go, already going and some people didn't work for it. They kind of worked, to, you know, they didn't want it to damage what already existed. And we can understand that. So um, then the Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship was started. And so the name was changed from Apostolic Youth Corps. I think Pastor Young came up with the name Hope Corps. We changed it to Hope Corps, and uh, we enhanced it. Hope Corps is much enhanced over the original. We, we could enhance it because now we had Wilson University, which could provide uh, first-year college-level training to people. Uh, there's four classes in that training uh, for Hope Corps that are online. And then there is an ITW, an Intensive Training Week, which is a life-transforming event. Intensive training weeks are held in places that are either third world or uh, one or two of them may be in America, but it looks third world. And so one has been in Los Angeles and downtown, and one of them has been, a number of them have been in New York City. So these are opportunities for young people that have never been exposed to anything except their local town to be, to be cast into an understanding of the universality of the kingdom of God and how that our role is much bigger. Uh, it starts in our local church, and the better we build our local church, the better we reach the whole world, which is God's ultimate vision. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what the Lord told us to pray. So on earth is global, obviously. And so we work local, we think global. And we think of the kingdom of God being global. So at any rate, uh, we needed a training center. We went to Honduras, the mainland. We had actually put $5,000 down on a piece of property. And, um, uh, and then that night, uh, we were sitting there just in the room, kind of thinking and praying and talking and and I said, you know, there's an island out here uh, that I think we ought to go look at it before we buy this property. Because a training center needs a little panache. It needs a little, it needs some fun attached to it, not just all work. And uh, so we got up the next morning, we went to the island, and uh, we found this property, and we purchased this property. A whole lot of things happened in the process of that. Dangerous things happened in the process of that. Um, in the process of that, we got the back window of our car shot out one night with all of us in it. Uh, we bought property where people had died that had tried to take that property from an old lady that owned it. She had killed a number of people or had them killed. She was in prison at that time. And uh, her lawyer that worked for her got paid by her giving him an acre at a time for, for payment. And uh, so he, he sold us one of those properties. We bought it found tractors, got 
heavy equipment, big uh, track tractors out there uh, pushing that mountain off and cutting off a place that's flat in it and pushing the dirt over the edge and building it out where it could become out there in the dirt. We both, you, you wouldn't recognize the three or four of us is out there. Joel Buxton was part of that. And uh, out there in the dirt, just, it was so dusty. It was unbelievable. But anyway, we got it. We drew on the napkin, the new training center, the one that many of you have been to. And then we uh, got it to an engineer. It only cost us about $1,100. He engineered it. And uh, then Stephen Jones's father-in-law, Stephen uh, Jones was married by that time. <clears throat> and Brother Malone, Stephen's father-in-law, Stephen Malone, was a contractor, and he went over there and started building the training center. Stephen went and helped him. <clears throat> they didn't know nobody. They didn't know Spanish. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, uh, and then Brother Malone had a heart attack, and it left Stephen over there at 24 years old by himself. And we said, you can come home. Pastor said, you can come home. He said, no, I'm going to stay. We're going to get this done. So this young man who did not know Spanish, did not know anybody over there, completed the training center. And then from that, uh, and many of the things he'd learned, uh, he proceeded to become pastor there, built the, the church, which is spectacular, and is now building the hospital. So when we first went to the island, we met the uh, Chamber of Commerce and uh, the whole Hope Corps group, and we introduced them, and we said, these are the blue shirts, these are the Hope Corps, you're going to see them around the island. And they said, they were a little bit skeptical. They said, well, we've had a lot of groups come here and say that, so we'll see how long you last. So I can't wait to get back to the Chamber of Commerce. That was probably 11 years ago. Uh, I can't wait to get back to them and say, you see the nicest church building on this island. You see the nicest coffee shop on this island. You see the first hospital on this island. You see the training center on this island. We're still here. How many of you in the Chamber of Commerce are still here that was here 11 years ago? So... I won't do that, but I'd like to do that. But probably the Lord wouldn't want me to do that. So anyway, these are this is on this Monday we're doing a little reminiscing because because there's a transition taking place. It's not a bad transition. It's really working great. And the work continues to expand. Well, now, let me tell you this before I go. Uh, this is Monday, February 19th. Tonight, tonight, uh, I am doing a uh, speaker's series presentation on the internet. And um, it is uh, sponsored by the Alumni Association of Wilson University. They've already had a couple of people do this, Brother Galindo, I think, Jesse Galindo, Dr. Galindo, and uh, Pastor Randy Williams uh, from Fort Myers, Florida. They... They've already done this, and I think I'm the third one to do it, but there's others that are going to do it. Our subject tonight is holiness. Now, I was going to invite you to tune in, but before I started today, they told me you can't invite anybody to tune in because it is sold out. It's free, so it's not sold out. It's just filled up. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, however, you can get it later. You can get it later. There's uh, it, there's already 25% uh, of the people that have signed up are pastors. And um, 
like I said, we're going to be talking about holiness. It's going to be a good subject. You can get this. I have to, I have to explain to you how you can get this. You can go to wilsonuniversity.live forward slash NJW. That's me. So you can go to wilsonuniversity.live slash NJW. wilsonuniversity.live slash NJW. Got it? Okay. When you do that, you can actually get tonight's uh, session on holiness, which will probably be about an hour. And it's going to be good by the help of the Lord. Um, and it's going to be clear and it's going to be pretty thorough if we can just not get hung up on a few points somewhere. And um, you can get that by going to this place that I just gave you. With that, you can get, uh, this is the first time we've done this, you can get three um, sermons on practical Christian living. Now, oftentimes when I'm preaching and teaching, I'm thinking universal and global about uh, and, and leadership on the highest levels and so forth. But um, when I say highest levels, I mean of efficiency, not in, in organizations. But uh, because all of us are called to be leaders. Uh, but you can get this. These three sermons are, are practical living. They're preached to individual people in the church. How, how, to, how to get ahead in life practically and things you need to be aware of. And um, uh, I'm trying to think of the names of them. The names of one of them is um, Dangers on the Pathway. Dangers on the Pathway. One of them is A Hidden Killer. Okay. And one of them is thankfulness and contentment at every stage of life. Thankfulness and contentment at every stage of life. So you'll be able to get these three plus tonight's holiness uh, presentation uh, for, I think it's $12. You'll be able to get that. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I think you'll enjoy it. That's by going to wilsonuniversity.live slash NJW. Okay, I'm way over the amount of time I usually take, but thank you for being with us. God bless you. See a bunch of you tonight and, and see the rest of you next Monday. God bless.